Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of the A-List podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag and indeed.com. Welcome in to the 77th episode of the A-List podcast. I'm Kwani A. Lunas, joined by Aishra Blakely. Gary's living up in Miami, so we'll see if he decides to join us. But we have He'll come from poolside at some point. He'll come from poolside so, at some point to join us. Mojito you know? in hand and some sunglasses. <laughs> oh, that's a bad visual right there. I don't know. We're going to keep it But the Celtics have tied the series 2-2. Did we see this coming? It was a blowout game at the TD Garden. Geno time happened. We had the garbage time play. We had bench players in there. What did you see from that game? I was, uh, this whole series has been just really uh, a shocker in in many respects. Not the fact that we're tied up at 2-2. I anticipated we would be. But the way that we've gotten here has been unexpected. I mean, every team that has won has led by at least 20 points in that game. Uh, That is not what you expect to see happen from two of the top defensive teams in the NBA. Um, But this, again, this series has been so unpredictable when you look at just the lopsided nature of a lot of these games at some point during the game. um, The fact that you've got a significant number of injuries, both sides, uh, the war of attrition is real uh, with with this, this series and these teams. Uh, And and yet you, you, you feel as though, there's still a level that both teams can, uh, you know, ascend to in this series, particularly with the Celtics, uh, because the Celtics, I just thought from the very beginning, had more weapons of mass destruction that they could throw out there and cause serious problems for Miami. And they have not, I think, exploded the way I thought they would. Jason Tatum has had some good games, but he hasn't had that top five Tatum game yet. Right. And that should be a little bit concerning to the Miami Heat because you, you, Jason Tatum is one of the best three-point shooters in the, in the NBA, and yet he hasn't really done much from that particular part of the court in this series. And you just feel that he's due to have one of those, you know, seven for nine three-point shooting games, you know, 45, 50 points. Um, none of us would be shocked by that. And, and Miami, Jimmy Butler's a t- he's just a really gritty guy, good player, really good player, um, but he did not look right in game four at all. And I don't know if 48 hours is going to be enough for him to kind of get right. It'll help that he's at home, but the way the Celtics are, are playing, I'm, I'm just not sure that he's going to be able to give them what they need. Um, but this has been, a, it's been a great series. I mean, there's a lots of really, really uh, difference making players that, that have stepped up at different points. And really that to me, that's kind of been the story of this series. It's not so much, the stars, but the non-stars that have been stars in this series. Uh, and we'll talk certainly about some of those guys, but it's it, so far, I, I enjoy what I've seen. Uh, it, it is a bit, it has been a bit unexpected, which is a change for the NBA playoffs because so many times it's so damn predictable. You know who's going to win before the series even starts. That has not been the case here. Yeah, and it's definitely a repeat of the Buck series where we also didn't really know who was going to come out in the end, as you mentioned with Tatum, he has to have his breakout game. I remember game one, 
of this series, it was this overreaction because Jimmy Butler was able to drop 41 and mm-hmm. the crowd was going wild. They thought, I don't think any <laughs> right-minded fan thought that he would be able to keep that momentum injured or not. But that's just the way that the league has come out to play right now. When you're looking at all of these teams, when it comes down to the fact that injuries are really going to, I think, be the de- determining factor as to whether or not a, seri- a team is going to be able to make it out of the series that they're in. The fact that they were able to blow out Miami at home without Marcus Smart, I think, speaks a lot to this team as well. But I agree. Like, we don't know what's going to happen in Miami. For all we know, Jimmy might be filling up for it in game five, and all of a sudden he has another breakout game. But it's going to come down to, I think, the benches and how they're able to really just supplement the stars on this team because Tatum really hasn't given us what we've expected up until this point. But thankfully, the Celtics clearly have enough depth where they can – pull out those wins, which is yeah, surprising. It, it, it is a little bit surprising. And, and the one thing you can um, pretty much take to the bank is that the Miami Heat are going to, their starters specifically, are going to play better than what we saw in game four. Um, and in part, large part, because they can't really play a whole lot worse than that. Uh, you know, you look at that game and they scored a combined 18 points, not 18 in the first quarter, not 18 in the first half, 18 for the damn game. That just that's never happened since they've been tracking that stat uh, in the NBA. Has a starting five been that inept in terms of scoring? And certainly, you know, Jimmy Butler's help was a factor in that, and Kyle Lowry's help to a certain extent, and just the lopsided nature of the game played into that. But it speaks to how dominant the Celtics were on a night where, again, they did a lot of things well. There's just not taking anything away or trying to diminish what the Celtics did. But you didn't come away feeling like, damn, that was the best that the Celtics team was going to play. They played as close to their peak as they possibly could play. Didn't feel that way at all. They played a good game. But mm-hmm. there were stretches in that game where the offense just didn't look good. And not significantly long stretches, but enough stretches to where it wasn't just a fleeting moment. It was a actual period of time where they just did not look great. Uh, and the, you know, for Miami, pretty, it was pretty much the whole damn game. Uh, they had a, maybe, maybe a three or four minute stretch where they looked somewhat decent, but that's when you had Gabe Vincent basically getting practice shots, wide open threes, and he made the Celtics pay. But when you're down by 30 and you make three threes, you know, you don't gotta be a mathematician to realize you still getting your ass kicked. Even though, even though you made some shots, you still are getting that ass really spanked. And Miami, like I said, I expect them to bounce back with a better performance, but I am not the least bit sold on the idea that they're going to bounce back and play well enough to win. Uh, because what, the one thing that we've seen in this series, there really is such a thing as home court disadvantage uh, because the home team has not looked like themselves in, in most of these, in, in really in at least one of these games that they've been able to host. And if you're the Celtics, you're not coming here thinking that, oh, man, we sure would be lucky to get a win against Miami. You're thinking like, damn, we just need to do what we did last time. We bust their ass last time. Let's bust their ass one more time. Yeah. And I think one thing that the Celtics in Miami should keep in mind as well is the fact that Golden State is about to pull off a sweep. So if mm-hmm. you're really trying to make it to the NBA Finals, you're going to basically be in a situation that the Celtics were where you end up, hypothetically, you go seven games. The Warriors are going to end up being well-rested versus when they were play- the Celtics come- came into this Miami series, they were pooped already. Miami had a few days of rest as well. So that's something I think both sides need to keep in mind. Do you want to pull this off? Are you locked in enough to just 
pull off the win so that you have maybe a day or two extra to prepare for whoever from the Golden State Warriors, because let's be honest, that's going to be the scenario at this case. But it's dragging mm-hmm. along and it's obviously really fun basketball for fans to watch and for us as media members to just consume and, and try to figure out why is it such a lopsided series when it comes to you win, no, you win, back and forth winning. But overall, if the players themselves want to be prepared to really win the chip and really put the Eastern Conference on their backs, because that's what they're going to do, they're going to need to hurry up and just finish out this series so that they can move on to the next one. Yeah, but I, I can just tell you right now, if if the average fan and the average NBA executive would were to tell you which of these two teams they'd want to see in the finals from the East, they say the Celtics. Uh, not just because of the Celtics in terms of their roster, but you start looking at matchups and you start looking at can this team match up with Golden State and the Celtics are just a bet. They just match up better. Uh, they have the kind of link that can contend with, with some of those Golden State shooters. They, they have the kind of balance that in many respects mirrors the balance that Golden State has. Uh, I would love to see Wiggins and Jalen Brown go at it for for seven games. Uh, I think that's just, I think that's great, great theater. Steph Curry having to deal with the defensive player of the year and Marcus Smart for seven games. You know, Big Al, are you, can you make an, what you going to do with with Draymond? Because Draymond ain't going to score that much, but Draymond does a lot of the, 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 you know, the the, the little things that help you win, kind of like what you do, Al. Uh, and and Pritchard, are you gonna are you gonna be able to ball out coming off the bench against Golden State and and the cast and Jordan Poole, who is you know, I thought was one of it really. Tyler Hero was a six man of the year, but Jordan Poole was a damn close second. Uh, so th- there's a lot of great matchups in there, and I just don't think fans are gonna get all that thrilled and excited about Jordan Poole and Gabe Vincent. Yeah, um, you know Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Storylines included in this, and when the Celtics were able to break that 54 game winning streak at home for mm-hmm. the Warriors, I know it's not the same roster at all, but I think there's just that history there too that kind of plays into it. Like, what's the history between Miami and Golden State that's not really as strong as, well, Boston itself as a franchise, there's a history of them having, well, now tied the most banners in the league. So there's a history of like, what these two franchises have brought to the league, whether or not they've had the same roster at the same time. But I've been looking forward to this matchup for years. And I know all the NBA conspiracy theories blogs are going to be like, well, Scott Foster is going to make sure, or Adam Silver will make sure that that series happens. But all that aside, I do think, like you said, it's just a compelling matchup overall. I don't really care for Miami versus Golden State. Yeah, but the Celtics... Right. But the Celtics, they've got to do some work between now and then. And, and, and one guy I know um, can help their cause significantly if he could be out there on the floor is, is Robert Williams. Uh, I, I, he was a different kind of player. Uh, well, let me back up. The Celtics were a different kind of team with him out there playing in, in game four. Uh, you know, you look at that start to the game where Miami could not make a damn shot to save their lives or their mama's lives or their cousins' lives. Robert Williams had a lot to do with that. Uh, Robert Williams, when you when you start seeing guys come into the game who are fresh, they're energetic, they're ready to roll, and then they get to the paint and they see Robert, and all of a sudden shots come up short. Shot comes up and hit the back of the rim. That's air not ball. because they're – yeah, air balls. Robert Williams had such a significant impact on the start of the game that just isn't going to show up in a stat sheet. Um, if there was ever a stat – I don't know how the hell you could create it, but if there was ever a stat on intimidated shot attempts – 
Robert Williams would be one of the leaders in the NBA because there were so many shots that his presence led to them, frankly, short-arming shots that they otherwise would, would normally make. And, and again, this, the Celtics, they just played a better game. And I thought Robert, his ability to really give them that, that almost create that little bubble around the rim interior was huge for them to get, get the win and even this thing up. And that's going to be, and, and I keep jumping ahead, but that's going to be important one to close out this series. But also for Golden State, you need someone that can protect the rim when you have a bunch of shooters that are efficient on a team like that. But you mentioned Robert Williams, obviously him being back for the team is very important. But how do you feel about the fact that Marcus Smart was out in game four? Obviously, like I said, they were able to pull out that win. But how crucial is it going to be for him to be back as soon as possible? I think I think they got to get it back. Uh, yeah. I think they I think they could possibly survive this series without him, but it'll go seven. Uh, but if they can get him back, it would be so much better for them, obviously. Uh, but more than anything else, he gives you someone that can not necessarily shut down Jimmy Butler because I just don't think that's happening, but he can make life extremely difficult for Jimmy Butler down the stretch, which is what you want. Uh, You want to have your best defenders out there in crunch time, making plays. And the, you know, the, the, the thing about, about Marcus that gets so overlooked is his play as a playmaker. Uh, Marcus is not your, your cookie cutter traditional point guard, but he has shown tremendous growth as a, playmaker as an organizer of offenses and there are times where you see his presence not being on the floor a major issue for the Celtics in in game one uh you know where Tatum had to play more of a playmaker Tatum struggled badly uh in that role had a ton of turnovers Jalen Brown ton of turnovers Marcus gives those guys the opportunity to be in the roles that they are best suited for, which is to score, slash, attack the rim, knock down three-point shots, and not necessarily run the offense and, and, and organize it. So they need him back sooner rather than later uh, for them. And then I had a chance that, you know, I, I saw Marcus after the game when everyone had kind of gone back and, and you know, getting ready to get on a plane in Miami. And he was out on the court talking with some folks, and he was not moving well. Uh, it did not look good. I wasn't nearly as encouraged for him being on the floor for game five as I was that he would be able to play in game two uh, when he had the the other, uh, you know, he had the midfoot sprain. Uh, I know there were a lot of people that were very uncertain about whether he would even play in the series. And I was I had it on good authority that Marcus was going to come hell or high water. He was going to be on the floor for game two. Uh, I don't get that sense. Uh, necessarily for this this game coming up uh, because it's a different kind of injury. And frankly, Marcus is in, I think, a different place uh, as far as his recovery time and things like that. Because when you look at the replay of that injury, and, and again, I, I've looked at it two or three times and I don't want to look at it anymore. You really had Gordon Hayward 2.0 flashback fields. When you look at the way that that foot just just really crashes into the floor, um, it, it's a clearly a very jarring type of injury. And you could just, you knew at, you were you're hoping that it was nothing more than a sprain. Uh, so the fact that, that it is a sprain is actually a positive thing because I, I seriously thought that he may have broken a bone when I saw the way his foot hit the court and, and just the, the kind of pain that he was in. Cause whenever a guy goes down and they start smacking on the floor, that's pain. Um, that that's, yeah, it's, that's where it's, it's really, you know, it's really, really, really hurtful that what they're going through. But, um, and the fact that he was able to come back out that game, I, I think it was the general injury. Amazing. 
uh, and the, the standing ovation from the TD Garden, of course, that's going to boost your, your morale a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But there's he should have just stayed out. I know he wants to be there. We you know, we've heard time and time again, heart and soul of this team. I think in game four, he was able to do that on the sideline. I know that's not where he wanted to be. But if you watch the bench, you could see that he would be yelling at his teammates, telling them where to be on defense and just being very attentive in the way that he could. So he has that value. But until he gets back in, obviously, Derek White might be the one that's kind of filling that void in different ways. What did you take from his performance in game? Derek Derek White was phenomenal. I mean, that was the best game I think he's had as a Celtic in terms of what he brought to the floor and the moment itself and why it was so necessary for someone to emerge. Uh, with no Marcus Smart, you're not going to get the same level of defense, per se, uh, with Derek White. But Derek can definitely be a playmaker. He had six assists in that game. Uh, and he scored their first seven points, which I think if, if you're Miami, that was just like, oh, shit. Like, what, what, what the hell just happened? Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's not who he is. I mean, Derek White, you, you, you're lucky to get seven points out of him in a game, let alone mm-hmm. the start of a game. So he was a guy that just gave the Celtics exactly what they needed in that moment. And if he's not able to go, you know, for game five or six, they're going to need him to continue building on that. And, and with Derek, a lot of it is just about confidence and, and just being, being confident, being comfortable in the role that you need to play on that particular night. Uh, he, it's, been a, it's been a little tricky for him, you know, kind of getting back to playing at the level that he was in San Antonio, in part because his role was different. Uh, but also... He's he's dealing with a different cast of characters who all have a certain a level of built in comfort. And he's like the new kid in school. You know, I mean, yeah. it's like you, you there's a group that wants you to fit in. But even even with them wanting you to fit in, there's still some apprehension on your part because you don't know these dudes. You, you, yeah. you've been rocking. Like I mean, you. You, yeah. <laughs> what if they don't like you? What if they get to know you and they don't like you? And it's just like, damn, I'm stuck with these cats. And they're feeling the same. Like, damn, we don't like him. And we stuck with this dude. But that's obviously not the case, though. Uh, I love the fact that him and Robert Williams have a nice, you know, they, they've got a bond for life, like literally a bond for life. Their kids and they got the same name. And okay. it's not John. It's not Jake. It's not Mary. It's not Tom. It's Hendrix. And I, I know why. Um, Is Derek because and his son. Well, with, with Derek, he's a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. Huge. Has always been a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. So well, I Derek, know, I think I, Robert Williams is a, a future fan. I have to confirm that. But that would be funny if it's just two different musicians altogether. Well, I don't know. I don't know why Rob named his son Hendrix, but I knew though Derek's son is Hendrix because of his it's just his fandom for for Jimi Hendrix. Um and you know, when you look at the Derek White's hair, that don't make that makes sense. I mean he, he if if I had to envision someone who's a Jimi Hendrix fan who's like 25, 26, 27 years old, he would look like Derek White. Uh, I, and I get that. And that's cool. Um, yeah. But Derek has to, he just has to continue to build off of what we saw in, in game four. Uh, and the ability to do that is there. Um, I do think that Miami is going to come out and play him with the level of disrespect that they did in game four. Because they're thinking that that was a fluke. He's a guy that comes off the bench. He was at home. You're not at home anymore. You were in our building. So we're going to play you the way we would normally play you and go from there. And that could be a fatal flaw for them because if Derek White comes out and knocks down a couple shots again, you're going to have to adjust. And your adjustment means more likely than not, you're going to do something different with Tatum or Brown. And then you got to worry about them getting going. And so next thing you know, Miami, 
you're at that home court disadvantage stage again, where you're down by 15 points and you're building and your fans are already, you know, they, they, they checking the watch, checking the Gucci watch and, uh, you know, getting, you know, putting their, putting their Prada shoes back on. And they, they started to think, well, maybe we need, maybe we need to break out. Maybe we need to be out there by halftime and beat the traffic. Cause this is not going our way. Right. But he's going to be a factor one way or the other, whether it's started coming off the bench, he's going to have an impact and he is going to, you know, he's going to put in that work. Yeah. Speaking of putting in that work, shout out, shout out, shout out to our folks at Indeed.com. No one has a business like yours with all its strengths and challenges to succeed. You need a hiring partner that adapts to your needs. You need Indeed. Listen, Indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills and all that other st- stuff. Indeed is a powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all in one big one-stop shop. They got it all. Find great talent faster through the time-saving tools like the Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Uh, with Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match the job descriptions the moment they sponsor a job. That's according to Indeed data. Bottom line is this. Indeed is, is something that I've been using for a number of years, uh, not only in terms of, of my own personal job group, but also uh, learning about jobs for other folks that they can apply to apply for. And, and, and again, one of the things that Indeed does a great job with is recognizing the different spaces out there job-wise for folks and frankly aligning your needs with the needs of of potential employees and then so it's indeed i i can't (laughs) i love me some indeed uh and and again i've 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 been a fan of theirs well before we started working together uh so i again indeed is 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 a really awesome and if you start hiring now you get a 75 dollar sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash a list Offer is good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash A-List. Indeed.com slash A-List. You need a hire? You need Indeed. So, Kwani. Yeah, who do the Celtics need to hire? (laughs) The Celtics need to hire, oh goodness, don't get me started with that. They need to hire someone who can figure out how the hell that they can bring that 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 edge that they they bottle up what they did they need a bottler someone who can bottle up what they did in game four and put that in the carry on bag and bring that down here to South Beach because they played game four was a blueprint for how they need to play uh, and obviously and Miami play. right right and and to me the scary part is that I don't believe the Celtics played their best basketball uh, I believe that there's still levels and layers to this team that we did not see on display in that game. And I, I think it, for them, if you want to close out this Miami Heat team and get to the, the NBA Finals, this is where you got to put your best foot forward. This is when you've got to be top five Tatum. This is where Jalen Brown has to turn the ball over less than three times a game. Uh, this is where, you know, you need to see a little bit of Grant, you know, game seven Grant Williams. That would be a nice, nice sight to see. Uh, Al Horford has to continue to be Al Horford. I still believe Al right now, to me, he's the MVP. Uh, yeah. of this team in the playoffs. He has been that good, that consistent, that steady. Uh, he's just been that dude. I mean, he's, he's, been, he's been the big poppy of this team. Uh, yeah. and, 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 and so, and they need, they need 
They needed him so desperately. Um, and the other thing about Al, too, Al is starting to feel himself a little bit. I, that's why I did the salute, because who, whose man is this? Anna, He's Anna, where you at? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. That's so out of character for Al, but it's in character for playoff Al. This yeah. is playoff Al that we're seeing. This is this is no longer Al might give me 10 points in the regular season and maybe four or five rebounds and play good defense. Now he's trying to drop 20 and 10 and give you some and, and give a and give a gif, give a gif while you're at it. Give us some give us give the people something that, they, that we can look back on in, in two, three years. Give us some content, can, Al. You go exactly. ahead. Exactly. <laughs> I mean he, look he's feeding his teammates, he's feeding the media, he's feeding content creators. Al is just he's just a one-stop shop giving everybody a little bit of everything. And I and I love I, I absolutely love what we're seeing out of him. Um but that being said, Mark is smart. Yeah. Um, I've got my thoughts on, on his injury. Um, I'm, I'm curious what yours are, though. I I'm, I think our minds are similar in the fact that he does need to be there on the floor with his team. To your point, it's not impossible for them to pull off this series win, as we saw in game four. But it's going to take a group effort. It's going to take a deep bench to be able to fill in all the voids that are going to exist when he's not on the floor. And obviously that's the things that may not exist on a stat sheet, but the leadership aspect, the way that he's able to have these, you know, find the open looks for his teammates. And really, like you said, just be a facilitator for this team. Maybe he's the one that has to be the bottler. He's bottling that energy if he can't play and finding a way to distribute it to every single other person on that roster so that they can go and be great without him for this series. And hopefully that means if he doesn't have to play for the rest of the Miami series, then he'll be well enough to hopefully move forward to the next and final round. There you go. Now you can hear me. Now, Al's been really good about mm-hmm. picking his spots, about when mm-hmm. to just kind of crank it up and when to just kind of let the game play out and make sure all the young kids eat well and make sure they got their Capri Suns and their drinks. What's that? Marcus? No, Al. Oh, okay. I thought you asked Al, me about Marcus. My bad. No, no. Al, Al has been good about making sure everyone else is eating well, and they got their mm-hmm. snacks, and they got their little juice boxes, making sure all the kids are okay. Yeah. And then he get, and then he takes care of what Al, and then he, he becomes, you know, he becomes a bit poppy. He makes sure that he gets the, he makes the things happen when they need to happen, whether it's so blocking the shot. Do you think he shot. needs to be the facilitator in place of Marcus? I think they need to run more of the offense through him. Yes. I think they, they oh, need to, they need to pull, I mean, Brad Stevens used to do this all the time where he put Al at the elbow and just have guys motion. He, around that. he can handle yeah. it with the ball. So it, it's not exactly. really, it'd be a shocker. Exactly. And with Al as a facilitator, uh, you can't really double team him and you're just hoping that Bam can try to give him a, a look that doesn't allow him to be, uh, as impactful as he can be, but it, 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 frankly, it makes it a lot harder to guard because now all of a sudden you got to guard Tatum straight up. You can't just hope and pray that Tatum will dribble out 10 seconds of the shot clock and then take some jacked up shot or Jalen Brown will try to drive into the paint and lose the ball out of bounds. If Al is running it, it's going to be a much more methodic offense. Uh, and it may not be the sexiest thing out there, but if you got I mean, if you got Grant Williams getting in for layups and Tatum catching, you know, layup dunks and Rob Williams doing his thing, it, it's something that I think could cause some major problems for the Heat. 
Sherrod's trying to get himself an assistant coaching job on email staff. I'm just <laughs> That's saying. What I'm I'm just saying. They, no, that makes sense, though. I, I could see yeah. that easily being a good decision for the Celtics. Before we move on, because I do want to preview the next game in the series, Game 5 in Miami, of course, we have to give love to our sponsor, the real ones, the AG, the OGs, the AG, Betalon AG. They're your number one source for all your betting needs. <laughs> I tried to play on words there a bit. Good try, good effort. Good try, good effort. <laughs> if you haven't used that promo code CLNS50, make sure you're doing so. This is the perfect time to do it. Obviously, if I were you, I may not necessarily put money on this Miami-Boston series because you might lose some money either way. But either way, this is a perfect time to start. Get ready for the NBA Finals. Use our promo code CLNS50. That's betonline.ag. They've been showing us love. So count on them. There's so many sports that you can bet on. There are poker games that they have online. And again, this is the perfect time to get into sports betting because it's taking over the world. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But game five, let's talk about game five. Will there be let's go Celtics chance again? In yes. <laughs> yes. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm clearing out space. I'm clearing out space on my phone to make sure I can videotape those little West Coast Celtics champs because they, it, it, it's like that everywhere we go with this team, uh, but some places a little bit louder than others. Miami, it hasn't been as loud as I thought. And I, I give the Miami Heat fan base credit for that because they have been pretty good about trying to push back on that when they hear it. Whereas if you go somewhere like DC, they start chanting, let's go Celtics. And the DC folks are like, all right. Sure. All right. All right. <laughs> Whatever. What's, well, what's what the next? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Heat fans, they, they're pretty good about just kind of pushing back on that. But there will absolutely be uh, a Celtics presence in South Beach in this critical game five matchup. Do you think it's critical? Do you say if they lose game five, Celtics fans should be very concerned? Uh, I, no, I, I well, you'd be concerned because you're the, you're the brink of elimination. But I, I think the Celtics, if they were to drop Game Five and come back home for Game Six, I do think they'd win Game Six and force a winner take all Game Seven. Uh, but I, I, I just think that they're going to be ready for Game Five. And, I, and the other thing too, I think we'll see is that if if the Heat come out and score like five straight right off the bat, like quick layup and a three pointer, I think you'll see Eme take a timeout. I, I think Eme is is going to be a little bit more. Uh, along the lines of not allowing this thing to get out of hand quickly. Uh, because we've seen what happens in this series, that the team that goes out front first stays out front. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't, they, they just, that's just how it's been for the most part. So I anticipate that both coaches will be a little bit more quicker with that first timeout if things are going a certain direction that's not in their favor. Uh, but, you know, this, this is going to be a great series. I mean, I, I think it's going to be a great series with these last couple of games. Uh, the games so far have been surprisingly lopsided in terms of each winning team at some point was up by 20 points. But mm -hmm. we're starting to see guys that we may haven't paid up enough attention to or not a ton of attention to kind of emerge. Uh, you know, a guy like Derek White, for example, has had a big game. Grant Williams has had his moments. Peyton Pritchard has had his moments. Flip side, you look at Victor Oladipo, he is certainly doing his part to kind of really bolster his value going forward. You know, and you, and you start going down the line, you know, Gabe Vincent, uh, who I think has done a pretty good job for the most part of making shots. Uh, but uh, again, it, it feels like based on 
how the role players have impacted the series that, you know, being 2-2 is, is probably where this series should be, all things considered. Yeah, that's the best I could have asked for. And I, I love that you brought up that stat that I was sitting next to you and Candace Buckner when you two discovered the fact that the 20-point lead is really what has been the determining factor for which team ends up coming out on top in those in this series so far. They have to come out strong, like we keep saying, bottle up that energy and and make that strong run at the beginning of the game to just seal the deal. My favorite stat, though, is the fact that the Celtics are five and one shameless plug of my own. They're five and one when Gucci Mane sits in the TV oh, garden Lord. with his wife. Usually I think she wasn't at one of those games, Keisha Kaor, but. Gucci Mane also seems to be a good luck charm at the TD Garden for the Celtics. So they're going to need him back there. Gucci Mane. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just glad, I'm just glad that when they put him on the Jumbotron, they had his name. Seriously. Finally. Because there's a part. Because there's a because because I when Quavo was in the building, um, they didn't. I don't they think didn't they didn't have his was. name. They didn't know who he was. No one was cheering for him. And I, I I felt bad about that because uh, no disrespect to Gucci man, but Quavo's kind of a big deal. Quavo is no cultural no. thing though. It's a cultural thing. The people that were in the TD Garden did not know who Quavo was, unfortunately. But you know who Gucci people... Mane is. That... <laughs> no, you know what? I, I think they know who Gucci Mane is because of the Celtics now. Yeah, for being real, yeah. that's just yeah. though it is, which is yeah. But just. But just the idea that I don't really know who this this Quavo guy is, but but Gucci right. Mane, yeah, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like seriously, you ever hear of Amigos? <laughs> but on the, on not. the floor, right? The other end of the floor, we talked about Jimmy Butler a bit. How big do you think? Well, do you even do you think this knee is affecting the way that he's going to be able to close out the series? First of all. I, th- I think it affected him certainly in, in game game uh, four. And I think it's going to be a factor. Well, I, he just, the thing, the biggest thing I noticed about game four with Jimmy was that he just didn't move well. Uh, yeah. he, he wasn't explosive off the dribble. He didn't create the kind of space that he's accustomed to creating. Uh, a lot of the things that he does to try and create space, which is use his strength, use, you know, bully ball tactics. Those just didn't work. Uh, guys weren't moving uh, like he is accustomed to moving guys. And it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how he bounces back, uh, because you better believe that the plan for them going in is to try to get him going early uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously he's just one of uh, you know a number of guys on, on this this Miami Heat team that's dealing with some type of physical ailment that has raised questions about whether, you know, they're, they're going to be able to, to get this thing done. Yeah, Tyler Hero is another one. I I couldn't I can't even say it was a groin injury so I would imagine he'd be ready for game five I don't have experiences with groins what do you think well uh, there's so many places I can go with that kind of funny I'm a, but but I'm gonna I'm I'm stay on focus I'm gonna stay on track I'm gonna the PG I'm podcast on, it's the P- yeah yeah that'll be part of our offline offline chat which is so lit um no I I think t- Tyler is going to play he indicated that uh he, he had a Chris Haynes uh, had a had a tweet uh, about him saying that you know he sitting out game four he'll be ready to go game five. We'll see. Uh, okay. Groin injuries are very tricky because your your biggest fear is aggravating it to the point where that groin is a tear. Uh, because then all of a sudden now instead of just having soreness now you are you know you're gonna have to miss games uh, and and that's the last thing that they 
want to do or see happen at this point in the season. Uh, but, but Tyler, he's another guy that hasn't played particularly well. Uh, he, he's Again, he's a great scorer, has been a great scorer since he came to the league. Uh, just has not been able to get it done uh, the way that I certainly know he's looking for and, and, and you know, those Miami Heat fans are looking for. But, you know, again, still a good player, but I just – but has not put his mark on the series. And with that groin injury, I'm not sure if it's going to happen for him this year. What do you think is the key for the Celtics? It, are the keys or is the key for the Celtics to win game five? Time Lord. Robert Williams, Robert Williams, the third, AKA Hendrix's daddy. Uh, <laughs> he, I think Rob's going to be huge. I think he has to be a difference maker, not in turn. And his, the, the impact that he makes doesn't have to be eye bulging stats. Uh, if he rebounds the way he normally rebounds, uh, catches a few lob passes, but the most important thing is just that bubble he creates on the interior defensively. Uh, there was, there were multiple possessions right out the gate where, Put it, Miami was scared. They were scared to try to score on him. And when you've got a guy on that back line defensively who has that type of impact, it, it makes for some rough going. I would not be surprised if Miami comes out looking to establish a presence on the perimeter uh, because they just I, I just think that there's, there's more confidence that they can score in that regard than there is beating guys off the dribble, getting into the paint and, and doing that kind of stuff. Uh, which Rob's presence is, is makes that prohibitive. So I look for Robert Williams to be kind of the key to this game if you're the boss. So, and also, no, one of the keys. The other key, Jason Tatum, yeah. we need top five Tatum. We need top yeah. five Tatum, not for five minutes, not for 10 minutes. I need like about 30, 25 to 30 minutes of top five Tatum. You get that, Celtics win by double digits. And if that means him getting a haircut, then so be it. Because he did say when he has a haircut, he's top five everything. So we're going to see that. We're going to need that. We're going to need to see that. You need to get a haircut every damn day, bro. <laughs> you got to get on that Jalen Rose plan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Jalen, I mean, Jalen and, and Jalen's, the lines are always tight with Jalen. Always fresh. tight. Yes. I mean, I mean Jalen I mean, showed up at the games like he just left the chair. Like he, like the, the alcohol the that they rub on the edges is still moist. The alcohol they rub to make sure that it's disaffected around the edges is still moist. Mm -hmm. But he walked to the building. That's how right. that's how sharp his his, his edge up are. So I, yeah, Tatum, if you need a haircut, just Tatum. Tatum uh, needs a traveling barber on the yeah. plane. Yeah, well, that's the, that's, he's got plenty of options. Plenty of options. But yeah, no, I, I definitely know. agree with that though. Between him and Jalen Brown, obviously they they. They're still at that level of chemistry, I would say, where if one isn't doing it, the other one's doing something else to make up for it. But I think game five and obviously moving forward, they just need to ramp it up. They need to figure out a way to consistently play off of each other, score off of each other, whatever that means, and and just step it up. This These are the playoffs. This is what they've been waiting their entire careers for. And this is the time to do it. This is There's no better time than the present. And for the Celtics to be this far, this early in both of their careers, I think, it's an opportunity that the two of them don't want to regret. And I, I would love, and I know there are injuries lingering, whether they want to admit it or not, but if they can just step it up as much as they can, as they try to close out the series, then I don't think fans or they will be disappointed at the results. No, no, there's, there's a lot of positivity in this organization right now based upon their play and based upon the promise that they have going forward. When you look at how young they are and how guys are steadily getting better 
uh, not just Tatum and Brown, but you look at a guy, you know, like Grant Williams, you look at a guy like Peyton Pritchard, uh, you know, Derek White. Those guys are, are have shown growth from where they were when they first joined this team in the case of Derek White to where they've been in their careers as Boston Celtics. And I'm talking about Pritchard and Grant with that. So, um, yeah, lots of, lots of good stuff for this team to really focus on and be excited about going forward. Yeah. Game five is going to be a fun one to watch. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. So am I. Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Yeah, I, I guess we'll, we'll have to catch up with Gary Washburn, you know, when, yeah, just we'll to see, how good, see Miami, how good that tan is. The Miami. see how good that tan is. <laughs> you missed my pun. Let him enjoy the Miami heat. Goodness. I didn't miss it, Quanny. I just pretend I didn't hear it. See, this is why we need Gary to be the buffer, because my terrible jokes, at least one of you would laugh at them on a given day. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and Gary's definitely that guy. <laughs> I know, right? Definitely not. But that's a wrap on the podcast. Of course, we want to shout out Indeed.com. Use that promo code Indeed.com slash A-list for that signing discount. And then CLNS50 for betonline.ag. Again, this is the perfect time to start making some money off the playoffs. You still have baseball season. You have all types of sports to bet on. So go ahead and, and sign up and use that promo code. For A-Shaw Blakely, I'm Kwani A. Lunas. This is the A-list podcast. We'll be back next week. Peace.